Its teaching is clear in the New Testament about the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. How thankful we are to open the Bible and to study about the pre-denominational body, the Lord's church. Thank you, Jay Webb, and greetings to everyone, and thank you for joining me again here on the International Gospel Hours broadcast. We hope that your studies with us are profitable. We want to spend time in a study of the Word of God and discuss matters of great importance. And as we begin our broadcast talking about the church, you'll note that I called it the pre-denominational body of Christ. Did it ever occur to you that the church we read of in the New Testament existed before any denomination existed? That the church in the New Testament was the one indeed prophesied of old as we read from Isaiah chapter 2 and other places such as Micah the fourth chapter. We also note that the church was prophesied of old and that it was promised by Christ on his walk on the earth in Matthew 16 and verse 18. Jesus purchased the church with his own blood. We learn that from Acts 20 and verse 28. And the church is comprised of people, the priesthood of Christ, as we note in 1 Peter 2 and verse 9. When we take a look at the prophecy of old, the promise of Christ, the purchase of the church, and the people that comprise the church, what a beautiful study. There are a lot of things that are right with the church, dear friends. You know, it's very easy for us today to talk about what is wrong with the church, but the Bible tells us of a lot of things that are right within the church. When we speak of the church, we speak of the church we read of in the New Testament. It is the only church that actually has God-given authority to exist. That it may exist in its organization, in its name, and in its worship and what it does. In an earlier broadcast of What is Right with the Church, Part 1, we talked about how the church had the right attitude toward the Son of God and how the church sees Christ as the Creator from Colossians 1, 13-18 and the Testator through whom His death, according to Hebrews 9, 15-17, brought forth, if you will, brought forth the church we see today. That one cannot have his will read or wishes carried out unless he dies. And Christ, as the testator, he died and brought forth his will and testament. It's called a new and living way, according to the Hebrew writer in Hebrews 10, verse 20. Christ is the sole head of his church, Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, and Colossians 1, and verse 18. As the head of the church, he directs how the body is to respond. And it is interesting to note that as the church is his body, Ephesians 1, 23, and Ephesians 4, verses 4 through 6, teach us that there is one body. Dear friends, when we think about it, if there is to be one body, and the body is the church, then there is to be just one church. Is it fair and is it right upon reasoning of scriptures to point men toward that one church? Without a doubt and absolutely. That's why the Word of God, the Scriptures, is the best and the only authority in matters of religion. Scriptures that must be searched, Scriptures that comfort us, and Scriptures where we're able to rightly divide the Word of God, Second Timothy 2 and verse 15. 
Again, in our earlier broadcast, we noted that the church had the right idea in serving God and how they were evangelistic in teaching others about Jesus Christ and how the end result we found was simply joy, gladness and singleness of heart as we see in Acts 2.46. In Acts 8.39, how the eunuch went on his way rejoicing and in Acts 16, verse 34, of the jailer who rejoiced, believing in God with all of his house. Dear friends, in our earlier broadcast, we talked a little bit about the right emphasis in worshiping God when our time had gotten away from us. So, in way of summary, the church, and what is right with the church, the church has the right attitude toward the Son of God, and the right idea in serving God. In a few moments, we want to talk a little bit more about the worship and how the church has the right emphasis in worshiping God according to the head of the church, Jesus Christ. We'll do that in just a moment, and what we're going to do is take a moment and let our J-Web tell you of a great study from the book of Acts about the Lord's church. Maybe you'd like to learn more about that church we read of in the New Testament, the pre-denominational body of Christ, and to study and to learn more of God's will for your life, and we want to give you that opportunity. We're going to come back, we're going to read Acts 2, 37-47, and then we want to conclude our thoughts here in part 2 as we talk about the church has the right emphasis in worshiping God according to the head of the church, Jesus Christ. And we'll elaborate a little more on that point that we did not get to finish last time. Let's pause and let's hear from our J. Webb with our offer of our study of the book of Acts. J. Today, dear friends, we'd like to send to you absolutely free a special study booklet titled The Lord's Church as Revealed in Acts. This is a great study of the book of Acts, the actions of the apostles, and the reactions to the preaching of Christ. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say Acts Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988, and please leave your name, address, and just say, Acts Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information. Name, address, and type, Acts Study. That's A-C-T-S, Study. We'll send it as soon as possible. Thanks always for your interest in the study of God's Word. And now, here is Jeff. We trust you will be enriched with the study of the book of Acts. And we're thankful again to send that to you absolutely free. Now, speaking of the book of Acts, let's go back to Acts chapter 2 and verse 37. On the day of Pentecost, Peter has preached Jesus Christ. He's preached the gospel of Christ and we learn the gospel of Christ, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4, is his death, burial, and resurrection. Peter preached that very clearly. He then challenged them, and verse 37 tells us their response. In Acts 2, 37, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart, and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then gladly, or then they that gladly received his word, were baptized. 
And the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and in fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and had all things common. And sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Added to the church. And they had the right attitude toward the Son of God, the right idea in serving God. But as we study the Bible and the New Testament, they had the right emphasis in worshiping God according to Jesus Christ. In John 4.24, Jesus said, God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. God has always instructed man what he expects in man's worship unto him. The word worship is a literal meaning that means to blow a kiss, or, in other words, to express a affection in a direct way. Jesus Christ, and as we worship God, rather, we blow the kiss or express worship unto him. So when we assemble together to worship, he has instructed us how to worship, and it is interesting to see the church in the New Testament and how they gathered to worship God. They allowed singing of praise to be directed to the Father. We note that from Hebrews 2 and verse 12, that as they would sing within the congregation, they would lift up their voice to God. They would use the instrument of the heart, as we see in Ephesians 5 and verse 19, to where they were to sing and to make melody in their heart. Dear friends, this may surprise you, but it was of interest that the early church did not use mechanical instruments in their worship to God. They were simply not authorized, but the worship to God was used in singing with the voice. They allowed prayers to be fervent and unto the Father. We note that from James 5.16. They observed the Lord's Supper upon the first day of every week. We note that in Acts 20 and verse 7, and 1 Corinthians 11, verses 20 through 29. The idea of communion or coming together with one another and with Christ, 1 Corinthians 10.16. They gave upon the first day of the week, we note that from 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2. And their preaching and study was not to be in vain, to offer a vain worship unto God, Matthew 15, verse 9. The Scriptures refer to those as the church, as also the temple of God. And over a hundred times in the New Testament, the temple was mentioned as a place to worship God, to hear teaching and to offer up sacrifice to Him. The sacrifice that is offered up today is our lives. Living sacrifices, as we note in Romans 12, 1 and 2. And as priests of God, in 1 Peter 2, 9, we are the ones to offer up our worship unto God, because the emphasis is right. And as the temple of God, we are to conduct ourselves accordingly and biblically, according to such passages as 1 Corinthians three sixteen and 17, and 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19. The church had the right emphasis in worshiping God, in spirit, right attitude, and in truth, the right approach granted by God. Dear friends, what a beautiful thought to study and to learn more of the church we read of in the New Testament. We hope our study of the book of Acts will be of help to you as you see the church revealed therein, and we look forward to talking more about the church in another broadcast. Thanks for joining me today here on the International Gospel Hour, and I hope you'll join me again very soon. I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, keep listening.